in the text that does call for our attention this Wednesday evening is from Matthew chapter 28, where Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I will admit it's not the kind of question you get asked a lot on the street, but how would you answer if someone simply asked you, what is baptism? Would you say that it's something that God tells us to do with our children or with anyone else who is brought to faith? Would you talk about what happens during a baptism, namely that water is applied and that the word is spoken? Or would you talk about what we actually believe is happening when those things are happening? Namely, that forgiveness and new life are being delivered to the one being baptized. Or would you simply sort of stutter and stammer for a moment, questioning whether anything you could say would overcome the fact that it might seem a little outlandish, that you believe that such a simple act as baptism could bring eternal gifts to a person. Well, that simple question is our focus for tonight. And to find our answer, we turn to the small catechism. That book of questions and answers, written for fathers to teach their children the faith. In that book there, Martin Luther, that German monk turned reformer, whom our church is named after, he decided to cover what the scriptures had to teach about baptism by asking and answering four questions. And the first of those questions is the simple one before us tonight. What is baptism? Luther answers that question just as we recited. He reminds us that baptism is not just the application of plain water. Instead, he tells us that this water that is used is in fact included in God's command, and it is combined with his word. But what does that mean? What does it mean for water to be included in God's command or combined with his word? Well, hopefully in finding those answers tonight, we will be made wiser and understand the treasure of baptism just a little more fully in our life. To say that the water is included in God's command simply means this. When Jesus commanded his disciples to baptize, as we heard in our reading for tonight, he was telling them to deliver the gifts of the kingdom to people through the application of water. No, he didn't leave it up to them as to how they were to get that task accomplished. The word baptism itself implies water. And therefore, God commanded that nothing else should be used. Baptism is God's thing, and so he tells us how it is that we are to do it. Of course, if we don't follow his commands in this regard, we would also have no assurance that the gifts he promises would be present. No, we're not trying to, wel to welcome people into the kingdom of God through any other means. No, not through the anointing of oil or not even through the strength of a personal decision apart from this baptizing, 
and not through some other ritual that we think might be a little more exciting or inspiring in the moment than baptism is. No, baptism is baptism when water is used, precisely because that's what God commanded that we, he, we, would, that we would use. But secondly, we are told that this water is then combined with God's word. And when we hear that, it's almost as if we're reading a recipe. And we almost are. For God commands that his gifts, which he gives in baptism, must be given through the application of water, but that water alone is not sufficient. No, it must be mixed or combined with God's word. In a future sermon, in a different midweek service, we'll learn that it is only truly that addition of God's word that makes that plain water into a baptism at all. But if we're to combine it with God's word, the next simple question might be, well, what word? Or how do we combine it with the word? And really, that question can be answered in two ways. First, we are speaking of using the very words that Jesus himself gave to his disciples to use in connection to baptism. Just like we don't switch out milk for water in baptism, we also don't want to switch out Christ's words for our own when we do it. And so we baptize people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, just like he instructed. But when we say that that water is combined with God's word, we're saying more than that we simply use the words that God has told us to use. No, to combine God's, water, or combine God's word with water means another thing as well. It means that when we apply the water, we are to do so trusting the promises that God has attached to that act. We do that act, believing that when we do it, God is indeed there in that moment making disciples for himself by granting them forgiveness and his Holy Spirit. Both the fact that baptism, in baptism rather, the water is included in God's command and that it is combined with God's word well, both of those things end up reminding us exactly whose thing baptism is. While each of us graciously gets to be a part of baptism, it's not our thing. It's God's thing. He has told us to do it, and he has told us how to do it. We only need do it. We shouldn't question the simplicity of the way in which God has decided that this would happen but instead simply trust that the work he has promised to do in it, he will accomplish without question. One of the worst false teachings regarding baptism that has plagued the modern church is that somehow baptism is our thing, that we decide to do for God. And this has led to a whole host of other false teachings, including delaying baptism until one feels ready, or denying baptism to those who are not yet old enough to do it themselves. Baptism is God's thing, and thankfully so. For our things, the things that are ours, we mess them up. We get them wrong, and we learn over time to distrust the things that we do. But since baptism is God's thing, we know that it will be done perfectly that he will complete that work 
and that it is then more certain than anything else we have in all the world. What is baptism? It's God's thing. It's done with water. It accomplishes forgiveness and brings new life. No, it's not just plain water, but it's the water that is included in God's command and combined with his word. It is excellent, glorious, and exalted precisely because it is God's thing, that thing which he does for us sinners to save us. Through it, he connects us to Jesus and gives us life. Amen.